Is this the way to change? Is this the way change is going to happen? Can the first cause, the prime cause, be replaced with a first job? Is my first job really the Big Bang? Why is the job the center? I seem to be interested in my work history and what it means, how it has structured, how I've lived my life, who I know, who I've become. I, I have control of, of how I live, and I still don't know if I have a good life. Is it just a reflection on the ways and means of modern moral life? Is it just a reflection on the ways and means of modern moral life? Do I look at people and judge them by how they live their life? Or is it the only way I know how to communicate with people because I have such a thin film between work and life? And work seems to be the most consistent, not love, not family, but work career and art, a twin, birth done evenly, like Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger in that 90s film. Dear listener, I have a winding story to tell today. It's partly personal, partly fiction. So the facts I tell you today are true, unless they aren't. The words I say are words, unless they're feelings. For this episode of the podcast, we go all the way back to the year 1999. I was living in St. Louis, Missouri, just a couple months out of art school. I'd moved back, unable to find work, and forced to find a way forward outside of the art bubble that I had spent years building. This was the first time I moved away from Chicago. The first time, not the last. A familiar promise, money, opportunity, reconnecting with old friends, a fresh start. 1999 was a different time, before cell phones, before Googling, before YouTube, before, 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 before Netflix, before, 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 before. Before the common use of personal cell phones for work, before checking work emails before bed, before email was the central way of work was done, I had to call people. I mean, I guess I still have to call people. I used to fear calling people. I had to practice. Uh, I had to make sure I had a light snack and a full glass of water before calling anybody fearing that hunger or thirst might cause the call to go bad. My first business card, it was letterpress. I don't know if you know what letterpress is, but Google it. It's really exciting. So I used to have a beeper. I don't know if you remember these, but I, I had to explain to my friends why I had to wear it all the time, even though 
I was making less than 20k a year, even though I was working in a in an industry that was dying. Even though I never, never got a beep, was not entirely true. There were many times I found out things without an instant connection, without a beeper. Uh, A death of a family member, the warmth of a spring day, the realization that I was in love, the realization that life can mean more than it, than it seems, that I am alive, that a canopy of tree is better when you have someone to view it with. sure there's a longer list. list of reasons to leave a party early. My bus transfer is about to expire. I have to work in the morning. Need to go home and read some Philip K. Dick. I don't have a reason. I'm just going to leave. Sunrise, the beginning, the fanfare of Richard Strauss's Thus Spoke Zarathustra. You may know it as the song from Stanley Kubrick's 1968 film 2001 A Space Odyssey. The intervals that Strauss used are some of the most recognized in music, rivaling Beethoven's fifth in popular culture. It starts with a double low C, played on the double bass, counterbassoon, and organ so low and quiet that you might not hear it, but it's the foundation of the entire piece. It growls, it bubbles up from the the unknown, the primordial substance of the fanfare to come. The trumpets out of the darkness erupt in the voicing of sunrise or dawn of humanity. The tone poem is established around the first five notes, starting with C, then the fifth, an octave, major third, which slides quickly into the minor third and held. At the moment of the third and the major cousin, the trumpets are joined by their brethren, oboes, clarinets, flutes, violins, and more and more and more. The swelling timpani then continues with its dun 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 dun. Some music scholars consider C major the most fundamental series of intervals in the universe. If you were to play the scale or sequence on a piano, it would glide up and down the white keys. No sharps, no flats. This, of course, is what is called Western notation, a system of writing down tones 
of the universe, a system that is only around 600 years old. So young in the grand scheme of things. In Thus Spoke, Strauss breaks from the C major scale with the minor third in E flat. Point of fact, Richard Strauss was born June 11, 1884 and died September of 1949 after being cleared of wrongdoing during World War II. His use of the C major scale was not brought up in the hearing. And that, well, I don't think I want to go any further with that, or at least right now. It's a complicated story. Besides, no one should really care about German composers anymore. To do. Pack for five nights, six days. Three books, two sci-fi, one John Berger. A computer, a recorder, and binaural microphones. Headphones, uh, one corded, and two Bluetooth. Chargers. Uh, wrist tape, herbal tea. This makes sense. It's a goal. Go for a walk for a while. Don't try to figure it out while sitting. Walking, walking, one foot in front of the other. If you tried to walk a mile right now, could you? What is the furthest you feel comfortable walking? Is it two miles, five miles, ten in a day, once a week? Humans evolve to walk and run. But can you? If you can't walk five miles, have you let evolution down? To do, walk three miles, bike ten miles, run to the corner and get a quart of milk, tortillas, black beans, and cheese. Figure out what to do this weekend. Maybe go to the beach, purchase sunscreen, and a new hat and sunglasses. Don't go to the beach choices. But here I am, speaking with you through a cell phone that you, you the listener, take with you everywhere. I have a cell phone that I look at far more than I look at people, the people that I love. I have a cell phone that I think about more, more often than I think about the person that I love. Uh, so... Is there an argument here? Am I saying that we need to return to 1999? To a time... A time before? The time before before? Like I said, I did get one page. I was eating with my... With my dad and brother and stepmom at the mall. A restaurant at the mall, to be exact. It was um, around Christmas time. The uh, pagee uh, had paged because during a Christmas service, the, it was the video guy who had called me and asked us a series of questions that I couldn't answer. I asked him a series of questions that he was unable to answer. The piece of gear that he was using wasn't a computer, so he couldn't just restart it. I think he had miswired it or didn't know how it worked, or I miswired it and I didn't know how it worked. Christmas was ruined.
you have been listening to Christmas Has Been Ruined or something like that. This program was written and produced by me. If you didn't know, I have two podcasts. One, Stop Go Stop, which can be conveniently found at stopgostop.com, is almost 10 years old, only a month away. Uh, The other, which is newer and is much more narrative-based, is called Idaho Street Workshop. If you have any questions, please uh, send me an email. My email is john at stopgostop.com. I want to thank you for listening. Um, From Evanston, Illinois, my name is John Wenzel. Have a good day.